0: Today, we have a guest who paid us a visit back in Episode 17. She is one Carrie Ann Curtis. Carrie Ann is from Santan Valley, Arizona, and by her own admission, she refers to herself as a reluctant desert dweller. Carrie Ann has created an Instagram series of paintings showcasing her own work, Uh, I would say informally titled Art for the Afterlife, which you should most certainly check out at CarrieCurtisArt.com and that is K-E-R-R-I, Curtis Art. Not long ago, she reached out to the show and proposed an idea, and that idea is about to take shape here very soon. We're going to be discussing a piece of music by a band known as Mrs. Apple, who is a rock quintet from Tokyo, Japan. They're currently signed to EMI Records. For our conversation today... Carrie Ann Curtis has transcribed a set of lyrics from Japanese to English titled, What Do You Want?, which will serve as a bit of a guidepost to our conversation. For fans of music that possess a high-octane energy such as the Get Up Kids, Kali Massey, Yellow Card, and uh, the Great Heights Band, I highly recommend making Mrs. Green Apple a staple in your record collection. Carrie, and without further ado, welcome to the show. It's great ha- to have you back.
1: Thanks. It's good to be back.
0: So, my first question off the top here is, how did you discover Mrs. Green Apple?
1: Well, um, in our house, we watch a lot of different um, different animes, and we listen to music from all over. And uh, my husband actually found this one band called um, Asian Kung Fu Generation. And he would listen to them on Pandora, and they would play other artists. And through that, we went to YouTube, and YouTube would show us new artists. And so through that band, I found another band that I like, Kana Boone. And from there, I found Mrs. Greenapple. And um, yeah, their first song I heard from them, I thought that the lead singer sounded a lot like uh, the lead singer from Coheed and Cambria, which... Looking back now, I don't really think that anymore, but I always just thought that was cool. I was like, hey, they kind of sound the same. And so from there, you know, here we are now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, lots of different pathways of discovering music for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you tell our listeners uh, who makes up the band and uh, are they slowly conquering, you know, the world one set of ears at a time? I
1: certainly hope so. So for the singer-guitarist, and he does the – most of the songwriting, we have motoki amori and then we have ayaka yamanaka on drums and then we have hiroto wakai on guitar and then ryoka fujisawa on keyboard and Kiyokazu tanako on bass and that's who makes up the band have you
0: had a chance to see them perform live in 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 the u.s or are you aware of uh, whether or not they've played in the states by chance
1: I don't believe that they have made it to the U.S. yet. Um, they've done a lot of touring. They're super popular in Japan. Um, hopefully one day I would love to see them here. You know, I'll be the, I'll be the first one to buy tickets if they have a tour, no matter where, what state they go to. <laughs> yeah, but I've, it- I've seen their um, like their live performances. Like They just released a, um, a CD-DVD combo, which I bought off eBay. And their live performances look flawless. You know, it's incredible how amazing they are live.
0: I think it's really important personally in this day and age to be able to have that kind of CD-DVD combination because, you know, right now the entire world's in the midst of a global health pandemic and there's this thirst for live music, wherever we can get it virtually or otherwise. And, you know, as long as there's some really fun and exciting documented performances, I can only see there, you know, you know, a band like that continuing to grow over time. Don't, don't you think?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So we're talking about Mrs. Green Apple. They are from Tokyo, Japan, and um, all of their songs are written in Japanese. So, you know, Carrie Ann I know a little bit about your proficiency, but for our listeners, can you tell? Can you tell us how proficient you've recently become with the Japanese language? And uh, do you have any plans to travel to Japan at some t- at some point in time?
1: Yes, um, I started learning back in March when this whole thing started you know i needed something to do and to keep my mind going so i didn't doom scroll all day long and think about how terrible things were <laughs> and um i'm still it's it's very complex and i always thought the language was so beautiful and yeah i always wanted to learn it so i could watch you know the shows and the animes and stuff that we watch i wanted to be able to understand it without needing subtitles or dubbed versions It's, it's, it's a, it's a long journey and um, I'm nowhere near proficient. I'm getting there, you know, and hopefully one day, yeah, we'll make a trip to Japan when this is all said and done and it's safe to travel. I would love to do that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. How are are you learning Japanese right now? Like a program such as Rosetta Stone or books on tape, like what, how do you, what's your learning process
1: right now? I have just, um, the free app, the Duolingo. And then I also have, um, a couple of workbooks and some flashcards and Google translate whenever I need to. And that's pretty much it.
0: Very cool. We are talking to Carrie Curtis here of the Santan Valley in Arizona here on cover to cover with Matt Tarka specifically about Mrs. Green apple and we're talking about one specific track called "What Do You Want." What do, What What Do You Want? Is it Is this Is this just a, Is this kind of an aggressive tone? Like, what do you want, or what do you want? Is it more kind of an interrogative thing? It's sort of, uh, you know, it's sort of ambiguous in, in in that respect. This This track was cut back in 2015 on, I believe it was probably records. And uh, I think that's a distributor, if I'm not mistaken. uh, You know of EMI. Um, So, Carrie Anne, you've um, kindly transcribed the lyrics for us, and thank you very much for doing that. Let's talk about the track. What? um, How is it meaningful to you?
1: Well, um, it was one of their. It was a song released off of their first like ep that they uh, released and what i love about it is how gritty it is but it's still so clean if that makes sense you know there's just that energy about it and the rest of their music it's super catchy super i guess like happy fun whatever but this one it just feels a bit more you know it feels like it has a little bit more emotion to it and even like it's so complex. Like there's so many different layers to the song, so I feel like you need to listen to it more than once to like get the full effect of it. Because like you you find a different facet with each listen, and yeah, that's what I love about it. So, and then when I translated the lyrics, I figured out like wow, you know, it the lyrics fit the feel of the song. Like it just feels like somebody's just frustrated. You know, he's yelling at somebody or he's yelling at himself in a room and he's frustrated because he wants closure you know so yeah
0: nice so why don't we go into a little bit of granular detail here about the lyrics so again this uh, track has been transcribed and it's titled what do you want um where can we begin here from a lyrical perspective
1: um well yes if In the first um, verse, you know, he's saying, what do you want? What do you need? And I feel like, you know, gosh, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's talking, you know, to a ex maybe or somebody that's soon to be an ex. And he's not happy with who they've become or, you know, he's not happy with what they want, you know, because he maybe he can't give it to them or something. And so, yeah, it just feels very frustrated and like a dead end.
0: Yeah, with those two questions, you know, the stanzas completed with it's not all about that after all, which mm-hmm. is suggesting there's much more than meets the eye here, you know, based on the questions that he's kind of presenting to the, to the antagonist or to the listener.
1: Exactly. Did, yeah. To say
0: How are those kinds of people now? The other side might be waiting. I know you're tired of it. That's, uh, That's another really interesting set of ambiguous thoughts.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then who are those kinds of people, you know, and he was in high school when he wrote this, you know, they're only 26 right now. So, you know, he could be talking about the cool kids that everybody, you know, that the musicians and the drama kids and the not so cool kids looked at. You know, with the stink eye, you know, maybe he's talking about them or maybe he's talking about, you know, people in the general sense of the word or, you know, the other side might be waiting. What's what other side? What does that mean? (laughs) We don't know.
0: (laughs) Sure. Sure. It's
1: it's open for interpretation. So I guess whoever listens to it can interpret it and accept it in their own way and take meaning for it, you know, for what they feel it means to them.
0: Absolutely, we are talking with Carrie Anne Curtis here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about a Japanese rock band titled Mrs. Green Apple and one of their tracks from 2015 titled "What Do You Want." Um, Carrie Anne, when I discovered this group um, via our conversation, um, I-, I couldn't help but make some, you know, just notes and observations about the uh, uh, accompanying music video, mm-hmm. and uh, it is just. It is filled with boundless youthful exuberance. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you get this. You get the sense with you know that the group is incredibly tight knit as they're performing in the music video. That they're really comfortable with one another and possibly you know growing up in the same neighborhood. Um, well, what kinds of thoughts or observations do you have? You know, after watching the video.
1: Well, the first thing that I noticed was how well made it was i mean a lot of the times at least here in america you know you're when you're a indie band like right before you get signed your videos are not that well made (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know but yeah they seem very close-knit and i love how they do have a they seem to have a recurring theme where you know they'll like their instruments will disappear and they'll play without them. Like they've seen that, like that's been in a couple of their videos and this one, it's a lot darker, like even just, you know, the, the coloring of their clothes and, and then even just like the different look of the shots, it feels darker than the rest of their music. And so, you know, I just think that, you know, that helps to fit the song, of course, but yeah, there's a lot of elements to it. And I, you know, and you, you said it reminded you of the, a Beastie Boys video, which I think, yeah, it's...
0: Yeah, sabotage, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I feel like they do have a sense of humor to it, too. Like, they're not taking themselves that seriously, which I do like. They, they approach it with humor and uh, a sense of humbleness and then just a passion for what they're doing. And I think that really comes through
0: for sure. There are a lot of quick cuts in this video. Um, You see almost like a, you know, them announcing a who's who of characters, similar to what you might get in a TV sitcom, which I Mm -hmm. thought was really kind of cool. And, uh I you know after doing a, a little bit of digging here before our conversation, I, I discovered that they've written a couple of theme songs to a couple of other shows in Japan. I'm not sure if they're they're sitcoms or if they've written like themes for movies or what. But there was a real. It seems like there was a real comfort level when they were uh, creating this video and and you know showing that kind of uh, <laughs> hijinks, if you will, <laughs> that go along yeah. with you know yeah. something like a sitcom. Yeah,
1: it definitely seemed you know, very comfortable in front of the camera. Like they were just meant to be there. And yeah, I know they, um, they made a theme song for Yu-Gi-Oh! I believe, which is a cartoon or it's an anime. And, um, I, that's the thing in Japan. A lot of their theme songs are done by popular bands. And so a lot of us here in America will find bands from the shows that we watch
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember back in, you know, uh, specifically the late 90s, a show, a drama, uh, Dawson's Creek, Mm -hmm. um, did such a wonderful job of promoting uh, independent artists, you know, at any given point in time. And then, you know, towards the end of the program, they would casually announce, that song you just heard is by X Band. And Mm -hmm. it was just a really nice way for a band could, you know, that could really just grow their fan base, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are talking with Carrie Ann Curtis here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about a Japanese rock band known as Mrs. Green Apple. And uh, do you think that this video um, is somehow autobiographical in the sense of uh, the way that the band uh, was put together? And I, I want to ask you that question because there's a scene in the video here where uh you know there's somebody who hands one of the guitar players a guitar maybe it's to Hiroto and then he scampers away and then there's a set of drumsticks that's getting handed to Ayaka and she scampers away too i wonder if there was a bit of a reluctancy to to join the group initially before Mrs. Greenapple became who they are as a as a quintet do you um, do you have any knowledge of of how the band got put together
1: Gosh, um, just according to Wikipedia, because that's all I have to go on for now.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, Matoki wanted to form a band. He was in high school, like I said before, and he reached out to. Let me see. Let's see. He started making music in sixth grade, and then he formed Mrs. Green Apple in 2013, and um, he formed it with the four original members. With the other four. And then um, actually they had a different basis though. That was the only um, different change. And then, Mm -hmm. so yeah, they've been together since high school.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and They've been playing together for a pretty long time now. So I think, you know, maybe they were friends first and then became in a band or maybe, you know, their friendship grew while they were playing together
0: let's talk about that stylish bass player known as Kiyokazu Takano. (laughs) The way that they introduce him in this video is just hilarious. I mean, he's, he's obviously just, it seems like he has a really big personality and, you know, they show him as somebody who, you know, not only loves to play bass, but work out and do crunches. And Mm -hmm. as, as he's doing a crunch, as he's making that upward motion, that's when you see in big, bold letters. This is Kiyokazu Takano playing bass guitar. And, I don't know. I, I thought that was really just kind of fun and a nice segue into the next section of the song.
1: Mm-hmm. What? I, yeah. I love that. They seem like, you know, they seem like a band that's, you know, straight out of a cover of a magazine. <laughs> yeah. you know? They all have, you know, they're super stylish and they all are, you know, like they're good looking kids. And it just seems like, you know, yeah, they belong. They belong on the cover of magazines, but yeah. their music definitely does speak for itself though.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, to just talk a little bit more for a second about some of the hijinks that you see, you know, there's, you know, two of the band members are kind of huddled in the corner, you know, tied up with a hula hoop. And then, you know, then it's a quick cut to like watching an excellent yo-yo trick, which uh, I believe is called The Cradle. (laughs) You know, (laughs) just, yeah, it was just really just just fun, like seeing like the personality of, you know, of this particular group.
1: Yeah, they're definitely... They definitely got personality to them, yeah. which is good. We're talking
0: with Carrie Ann Curtis here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about Tokyo, Japan's Mrs. Green Apple. And uh, Carrie Ann, what other lyrics speak to you in the song?
1: Um, Let's see here. So there is, you know, at the end of the song, which, you know, we joked about before, You know, he explains the song goes through and he's asking a lot of questions and demanding answers and being poetic. And then at the very end, you know, he says, this is a song of dependence and getting close to someone and being distracted by love. A song I want to pray for more than yesterday. And I just think that's just such a fitting end because it just as quickly as the song begins and progresses it just kind of ends. So, you know, that, that sense of closure and that sense of like, you know, he's saying like, this is what it's all about. Like, this is what I'm trying to express to you. And then boom, it's done.
0: Yeah. In the blink of an eye.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> as yeah. Because it started the song just kind of transitions, you know, through the different sounds, you know, like at some point it's like super fast. And then some points it sounds almost soulful. And so like, with each quick transition it's just it feels like the mood you know like the mood that you express like during a fight or something or you know when you're arguing with yourself internally and so and then yeah at the end it's just oh okay fine you know (laughs) it's like (laughs) that like reluctance to just like just end it you know so i feel like yeah it kind of mirrors the lyrics and the music
0: Ann, thanks so much again for being here. I, I and our listeners appreciate you sharing a new band with us and bringing a really cool perspective on some non-English language music. So thanks again for coming on the program.
1: Absolutely. It was fun. And I hope other people reach out to you as well and want to share their international bands that they love because music is a universal thing and you shouldn't let something like not understanding the lyrics stop you from you know finding new bands that you love
0: All right. My special thanks goes out to Carrie Ann Curtis for taking some time to stop by cover to cover today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it's Apple, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to tell your friends and your family about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That'll certainly help us appear higher in search results. And uh, feel free to drop us a line at hello at cover cover conversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jared Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.